G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. You say you can't memorize a scripture, or you can't read through the Bible, but some of you girls have read the entire Twilight series. You need to know the Word of God. Many people say they can't memorize. It's just too hard. But Pastor Greg Laurie says we memorize things all the time. We remember commercial jingles. We remember lyrics to songs by exposure to it. So as you do the same with God's Word, commit Scripture to memory. That's an excellent thing to do. This is the day when the lost are found. the brain works. Sometimes you can remember the lyrics from a song 40 years ago, but you can't remember why you walked into the room. Short-term memory is pretty fragile, but those things we learn by repetition stick with us for a long time. And today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie invites us to put that robust, long-term memory of ours to work, not with the words of the lyrics of those songs, but the words of life. We'll consider the vital part Scripture plays in the life of the healthy believer. Let's grab our Bible now and turn to Psalm 19. Psalm 19. And the title of my message is The Importance of God's Word in the Believer's Life. And this is a part of a series that we're calling What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. So let's read, starting in verse 7. The law of the Lord, it's perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord, they're right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Now we could just as easily take the word law out and insert the word word, the word of the Lord. Or we could just as easily say the Bible. This is a description of God's word. So what do we learn here in Psalm 19 about the Bible? Number one, the Bible is perfect. The phrase the law of the Lord is a Hebrew term used to define scripture and it's saying God's word is perfect. Now that's in direct contrast to the flawed, imperfect reasoning of humanity. We're living in a time where culture is changing before our very eyes. And this is especially prevalent here in the United States, a country that was originally established on 
firm Judeo-Christian principles and how we're getting further and further away from those. And we're redefining everything, including the family itself. And so as Christians, where we're trying to figure it out and where do we land and, and what do we believe? Here's what you do. You build your foundation on the Word of God. That's your foundation. Not changing culture. Not shifting opinions. Because these things come and go. God's Word never changes. But having said that, God's Word is always relevant to your needs. God's Word is fresh as the morning dew. God's Word is always relevant to what you're going through. As the psalmist said, your mercies are new every morning. So I don't need to add to God's Word or take away from God's Word. Uh, actually this word that is used here for perfect, the law of the Lord is perfect, could be translated whole, complete, and sufficient. God's Word is sufficient. Number two, the Word of God transforms us. No other book transforms you. There are some books that may educate you or illuminate you or entertain you. But no book transforms you except the Word of God. Uh, verse 7 of Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The word there for converting could be translated, it revives, it restores, and it transforms. God's Word will revive you. God's Word will restore you. God's Word will transform you. Now if you're not interested in being transformed, then don't read the Bible. The Bible is a book for those that have a sense of desperation about where they are in life. It's for people who don't have the purpose in life that they wish they had. It's for people that wish they could change but they don't know how. It's for people who are victims of their circumstances or are struggling with pain or are challenged by relationships. This is the book that God has given to them. Now, if all of your relationships are perfect and all of your questions are answered and you never struggle, well, I guess you don't need the Bible. And also think you're in a state of denial. <laughs> because the Bible is for everyone and everyone needs to do what it says. The Bible is for people who don't have the answers. But it's not just enough to read the Bible. It's not just enough to study the Bible. Listen to this one. You must obey the Bible. You must do what it says. James 1.22 says, remember it's a message to obey, not just listen to. If you don't obey, you're fooling yourself. You just listen and don't obey. It's like a person looking at themselves in a mirror and they do nothing to improve their appearance. They just walk away and forget what they look like. But if you keep looking steadily into God's Word, that Word will set you free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it. So it would be like, you know, walking up to the mirror and checking yourself before you go out for the day and you think, oh, I look fine. You walk out and pick that girl up to take her out to a nice dinner. And uh, you don't understand why she doesn't seem to be enjoying it. Well, you had a big giant stain in the middle of your shirt. You saw it in the mirror, but you thought, well, it looks good to me. And out she went. See, there was that little warning, but you didn't heed it. So I look in the Word of God and it reveals something to me about myself. Something that needs to change. 
and I should pay attention to it. It's like a warning label. It's all there in Scripture. And that's why you need to memorize the Word of God. Here's why. When you have God's Word hidden in your heart and you face certain situations, it will be there for you to draw upon. You say, oh, Greg, I just, I can't remember anything. I don't even remember where I parked my car. <laughs> I forget everything. I can't memorize information. You know, that's really not true now, is it? Because our minds are filled with so much trivia. We remember commercial jingles. We remember lyrics to songs. You say you can't memorize a scripture. Or you can't read through the Bible. But some of you girls have read the entire Twilight series. Or all the Hunger Games books. Oh, I, I've read those. All of them. Oh, all the Henry Potter books. Or excuse me, Harry Potter. Henry's his brother. Not as popular. <laughs> not that many people read Henry Potter. <laughs> they've read all this stuff. They can quote lines from Star Wars or whatever. But man, ask him to remember a Bible verse. What's your favorite Bible verse? I don't know. That's kind of a personal question. <laughs> Is that your way of saying you don't have a favorite Bible verse because you don't know a single Bible verse? I don't know. You need to know the Word of God. An excellent thing to do indeed. That's Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, and his message, The Importance of God's Word in the Believer's Life. All right, two down, let's continue. Number three, the Word of God gives us incredible wisdom. It gives us incredible wisdom. Look at verse seven. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The Hebrew word translated simple comes from a root word that means an open door. So what this is saying is some people's mind is like an open door. Everything comes in and everything goes out. They don't know what to keep in. They don't know what to keep out. They tend to be gullible. They tend to be naive. They tend to be open to everything and closed to nothing. And they think that's a wonderful thing. I'm so open-minded to just everything. That's what the Bible is saying. God wants to help you with that. Because that's not good. You see, you need to develop a biblical world view. And a lot of people don't have this. Even people in churches sometimes don't have a biblical world view. We need to think biblically, not merely emotionally, not even intellectually alone. We need to think in the way that the Bible tells us to think and run things through the grid of Scripture. Number four, the Word of God is right. The Word of God is right. Psalm 19 verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. It's the right path. It's, it's the truth from heaven. That's why we study it. That's why we memorize it. And you know, a good thing when you're reading God's Word is to ask yourself the question, is there any sin here that the Bible speaks of that I should avoid? Or how about this? Is there any promise here for me to claim? Or is there any victory to gain? Or is, is there a blessing here for me to enjoy? You know, you read it not just like a history book. The Bible is a history book. But it's not merely a history book. It's, it's God's living Word. So I'm going to learn things historically. But at the same time, God's going to speak to me through it. So I'm I'm looking for His voice as I read it. Here's another one. 
Number five, keeping the Word of God makes you happy. Keeping the Word of God makes you happy. Look at verse 8, Psalm 19. The statutes of the Word of the Lord is right, rejoicing the heart. That could just be as easily translated, making you happy. Rejoice is just an interchangeable word as is blessed with the word happy. Jesus says in Luke eleven twenty eight, happy are those that hear the word of God and keep it. It's a happy thing. You know, I think sometimes, oh man, it's such a drag. and it, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. No, it's a happy thing to be in the word of God. You know, we have a rabbit at home that belongs to our grandkids named Fuzzy the rabbit. And um, so Fuzzy lives in a cage. I know that's so tragic. But you know what? Fuzzy likes his cage. And when Fuzzy's taken out of his cage and is manhandled a bit by the grandkids at times, not so much now, more before, uh, he's so happy to get back in the cage. For Fuzzy, the bars of the cage are not like a prison keeping him in. The bars of the cage are walls of protection keeping predators out. So I can come to the Bible and say, oh, the Bible says I can't do this and I can't do that. The Bible's so unfair. God's so mean. Or I can say, hey, maybe God told me this because He loves me and He's trying to keep me out of trouble. So when He says don't lie, there's a reason. When He says don't steal, there's a reason. When He says don't commit adultery, there's a reason. When He says don't have sex before marriage, there's a reason, you see. He's trying to protect you from harm, from destruction, and He's trying to keep you close to Him. And if you keep His Word, the Word of God will make you a happy person. Let me conclude with one last point. The Bible is true because it gave me the experience it promised. Now look, I could go on and make a case for why we can trust the Bible. I could point to the confirmation of archaeology. I could show you how the Bible and science actually go together and they don't contradict each other as people would suggest. I could certainly talk at great length about how the Bible is the one book that dares to predict the future many times with 100% accuracy. And that's all a good thing to say when proving the validity of Scripture. But here's something I'll just say personally. I know God's Word is true because it gave me the experience it promised. Haven't you found that to be true? See, the Bible said that I could pray about things. The Bible said if I would pray according to the will of God, that God would answer my prayers. I knew nothing about prayer, but I started putting that to the test, and I started praying, and I saw God answer my prayers. Didn't you see Him do the same for you? The Bible promised that God would never give me more than I could handle. And the Bible promises that God would cause all things to work together for good to those that love Him. I put these truths to the test and I found them to be true. Haven't you? The Bible promised that if I would turn from my sin and put my faith in Jesus Christ, He would give me a peace that passes all human understanding. I did that and I've experienced that and I continue to experience that. Don't you? See, I know it's true because I've experienced it. And you can know it as well. Here's something else the Bible says. It said if I would be in Christ, if I would put my faith in Jesus, I would be an altogether different kind of person. The old things would pass away and everything would become fresh and new. I found this to be true as well. And in closing, some of you that have joined us here, maybe you've never taken these truths of Scripture and put them to the test. 
You want to find out if the Bible is true? Just try it out. And here's what the Bible says. It says that God loved you so much He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross in your place. And the Bible says if we will turn from our sin and put our faith in Christ, He will forgive us of all of our sin and He'll change us, the Bible promises. If I will put my faith in Jesus, I can have the hope and assurance that I will go to heaven when I die. So in a moment we're going to pray. And if you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin, here's an opportunity to do it. So you think about what you're going to do. Because He died. He rose. He's alive. He stands at the door of your life and He knocks and says, if you'll hear His voice and open the door, He will come in. Let's all bow our heads. Father, I pray for any here and others that have joined us who may not yet know you. Help them to come to you now and receive your forgiveness. Help them to experience what your word promises. Help them to be transformed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. An important closing prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. And if you've come to realize that you need to do that, that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart. And it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need. Or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus. But maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin, and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior as God, as friend, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, These things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you've just prayed that prayer, we'd love to help you take the next step in your journey of faith. We'd love to send you our New Believers Growth Packet to help you get started as a Christian and answer questions you might have. We'll send it to you without any charge or obligation if you've prayed today. Just call and ask for the New Believers Growth Packet on 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, Pastor Greg continues his series, What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know, And we'll learn how to undergird our prayer lives and how that will strengthen our walk with the Lord. That's on Monday. Hope you can join us.
Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Importance of God's Word in the Believer's Life. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.